Oh, Oop, need that background. There it is. Oh, here we go. That's right. Hey, man, you're looking pretty. You're looking pretty. Uh, you got some good arm action going on right there. That, oh, yeah. I mean, like yeah. guns <laughs> showing that and I got shorts on, which I was like, that's cool. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I like it. And uh, uh, thank you to Mask of Shy Alessandro for uh, providing those drawings. He did an awesome job. It's pretty usual. He also did the uh, the animated little part, too. And then I just kind of pieced it together mm -hmm. and got some somewhat similar music for, uh, you know, that's similar to Batman the Animated Series. But anyways, guys, welcome to the very first Batman the Anim or the Fanimated, sorry, the Fanimated stream. Of course, I am Dave the Film Junkie. And, uh, of course, here's my partner, Mr. Scott McCollin. What's up, sir? It's I... like I just saw you. I, I know, right? It's 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 so weird, but it is it is unreal how enthusiastic I am about right? doing this. And when you asked me to do it, I was just like, oh, "Yes, yeah, I, I was made for this." Yeah, well, it was funny because basically the how this show came to be was um, obviously when Batman the Animated Series showed up on HBO Max, it was just one of those things that I'm like, all right, I'm having that as a, I'm having that on as I work or, you know, before I go to bed, I'll just fire up some episodes or whatnot. It's just right there. And then I think it was on a Saturday or Sunday where I just kind of went. And I will say I found like I had inspiration from BVS by the minute, to be honest, because I, I love the fact that they were breaking something down that's awesome in like little chunks, you know, brick mm -hmm. by brick and i always wanted to have something where i was like in the vein of that and then it just hit me where i was like i want to talk about these episodes they're so goddamn good you know revisiting them again and then i the first person i thought of was you <laughs> <laughs> yes i i have talked about this show over the last five years of of podcasting yeah an unhealthy amount it's like anytime someone wants to talk about batman the animated series it's like we need scott where's where's scott it's like i i don't know how i gained this reputation but i have yeah and so here i am again there it is i mean yeah i mean you were the first one i thought about i think your response was like either a hell yeah or a fuck yeah i think it might have been yeah. the bomb it was one of the things like one of that and i knew i was like all right that's it and then this was probably like at the beginning of the year i would think i that that happened or maybe it was the end of, i can't even remember when i can't even remember either because honestly we've been cooking this up yeah. for a while yeah it might have been the end of last year and i think it was just i didn't want to start i don't want to rush into it because i'm you know all the other live streams that i do jeez and then of course you're busy too and um and then I, I just didn't want to rush into it, especially with all the Zack Snyder's Justice League stuff coming out. Mm -hmm. I knew it was going to be a crazy February and March, and it definitely was. And now that things are, uh, you know, kind of winding down and we're just waiting for the numbers. And you still can't see the numbers. <laughs> but, you know, so I thought, OK, after everything's calmed down, this is when we'll start doing this. And yeah, so pretty much what we're going to be doing, guys, you guys already know we're well, today we're just going to do an introduction, kind of talk about the show, how it came to be. And uh, talk about that iconic opening that if you skip that when you watch an episode, you're not a true fan. That no, is no, get out, get out of here with that. No, burn no, your no. shirts, burn your underwear, every Batman thing you own, because you have to watch the beginning all the time. Anytime that Warner Brothers emblem turns into uh, one of the blimps or uh, what do they call them? Uh, Zeppelins. Zeppelins. Yes. Well, and you have to see that. It's just all part of the experience. So. Just, just letting you guys know now. If you skip that, you, you just, just turn us off right now. We, uh, we, don't, we don't want you. We don't want you in the snap, in the yes, yeah, chat, in the, in the chat. All right, we got Jess here. What's going on, guys? Hey, Jess. What you doing? Let's see who else is uh, here. We got Will, or no, Will, well, Mattia, of course. And uh, yeah, there we go, Mattia. Yeah, everybody's saying hi to Will. I'm like, what? We're not Will. 
But uh, that's what I love about the, the chat. Everybody knows each other. Everybody knows each other's names. Like, hey, hey Scott, hey, just yeah. People have been camping out like for like the last like two or three hours. Like yeah. it's been like five or six waiting since like six o'clock or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. People, people, I mean, everywhere we posted, they're like, oh man, this is an excuse for me to revisit the series. It's like, yeah, please do. Yeah. It freaks an excuse. Yeah. And I can't wait. I mean, like I revisited it when it showed up on HBO Max. Now I'm I'm kind I'm happy to revisit it once again. Jeez, nothing wrong with that. I mean, we're gonna go all the way through to, and then I mean, who knows? I mean. Well, like, like we're going to try to do this once a week, maybe every now and again, they might not get to it on a weekend because we do have lives and stuff like that. So that does happen. We're going to try to mainly do this on Saturday and probably around this time. I think we kind of agreed was probably the best time. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but if something happens where, you know, an event is going on, then we might end up skipping a week. But we'll try to do the best we can. And then uh, um, we'll also have I mean, each one. Is going to be each episode is going to be labeled, of course, the ep the episode that we're reviewing, and uh, that's going to be cool because we'll use those awesome title cards, which oh, it's yes. just one of the, the best features about this freaking show. And I, I love the fact that, and you know, there's a pretty cool documentary that's actually on YouTube right now. I was just actually looking over it. It's on um, Warner Brothers Entertainment uh, channel called. Uh, the heart of uh, Batman documentary, the heart of Batman documentary, Batman, the animated series. If you guys haven't watched it yet, do yourself a favor. If you want to get more information, more in-depth information about the show and how it came to be and all the everything that just kind of came together quite nicely, which, you know, we got Bruce, Tim, we got uh, Eric uh, Radomski. Did I say his name right? Radomski. Radomski. Yes. I knew I had kind of probably said it wrong. And, um, and uh, that's where it just kind of came to be. Um, I mean, you, and you Gina Curdy, we can't Gina leave her Curdy, out. She was the president of uh, of Warner Brothers Animation at the time, correct? Not not the time she retired. Okay. She retired uh, the president. That was the cool thing. She talked about she started as a secretary, retired the president. She was an executive producer on Tiny Toons. That's right. When when they brought her on, when she was kind of the head of the animation studio to say, okay, we're going to do this Batman thing, and she was the one who basically picked Bruce Tim and Eric Radomski and said. I need you like basically they were working on things independently. She was the one who said, "Okay, you two, yeah, get together, make something, mash make something." Together. And uh, it's funny too because I think when people look at like Batman the animated series and like how um, how it's drawn and everything, I mean, a lot of uh, parallels to the the Flesher uh, Superman series. Did I say his name right? Probably not. Flesher, yes. Flesher. <laughs> See, this is why you're here, Scott. To correct my uh, my my bad pronunciation. Just just, just just don't do names. Just 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 stop right before the name, and I'll like jump in. <laughs> I'll just insert the name, and we can it's move on. It'd be great. <laughs> that's two. I went. I went. That's two. I went tomato instead of tomato. Damn it. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, it's funny because when you yeah. But going back to that, and that's pretty much if you watch that documentary, that's what they say. They 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 were trying not to do that, but they ended up just going okay. It's gonna be that kind of, you know, that kind of animation, that kind of style. Well, why not? The flesh are so good. Those are so good. Yes, exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> the fact that they were trying to not do that at first, I mean, it was just, it was just meant to be, to uh, to do that. And then, of course, um, when they start, you know, Bruce Tim and they start doing the animations. I mean, the anime. I, it's kind of funny too because I always, uh, I wasn't like a huge Space Ghost fan, but Space Ghost Coast to Coast, and I always saw the similarities on how Space Ghost was drawn and how like uh, the people were drawn in uh, in in the animated series. Did you ever get into Space Ghost? 
No, I never yeah. did. I, I was familiar with Space Goes mm -hmm. Coast to Coast. I thought it was I, I thought it was an interesting concept. It was, it was funny. Uh, but it was also I think it was on cable. Yeah, and I didn't have cable growing up, so I couldn't I couldn't watch it. Yeah, but yeah, you could just see like uh, I always saw the correlation between like how like those characters were drawn and the eyes. Uh, yes. yeah. And apparently, according to Bruce Tim, like yeah, he said that. He just kind of had them in the back of his head and everything, just that kind of design concept. And yeah, you can really see it. You can see that inspiration. And it's just so, the, the way that this, I mean, it's just, God, the way that it's drawn, you know, it's so simplified too. It's not all like, you know, you see every rippling muscle. It's just kind of just like a little definition and just the way that, you know, specifically Batman. I mean, you, you could, you could of course put like, have him have a 10 pack abs up to his freaking chin, but you know, it's kind of just uh, like a simplified animation. You know? I think that was the beauty of though, is that you had it. This was born out of animators so animators and artists are going to know how to design it mm -hmm. for their medium and how to make it work for their medium. And another yeah. thing that that document really pointed out was the fact that Aradomsky and Bruce Tim, they were like in their 20s at the yeah, time. They were, like they, they were children. They were kids. They were kids. And then that was the funny thing when you bring in Alan Burnett as sort of like the the grizzled veteran, you know, yeah. going all the way back to like Hanna-Barbera and super friend. Like I didn't know that until I watched the documentary. It was like, yeah. Alan Burnett worked on super friends. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. And then, uh, yeah, I still remember. Um, I mean, I even brought up a little, um, uh, an old promo too, which is like, this will take you right back. Scott, like going back to, uh, when it was on Fox kids, everybody back in our day, when we were kids, we were Fox <sighs> kids. I mean, look at this promo right here. Yeah, the, the Gotham Globe. <laughs> oh, God. Because I remember these would air at the end. Mm -hmm. Like, instead, of, like, the credits would be, like, over here. Like, you got this because this, when this show aired in my market, and, and I've actually gotten into some arguments with people, and I, it's funny because, like, when I know something, Oh no, I will plant my flag of like, no, you're not our, you know, I, I know I'm right on this. Right. Don't, 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 don't try it. Cause this was in my market, this was not a Saturday morning cartoon. It yeah. was a after school. after school. Yeah. So you're getting this five, five days a week. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you think about this original run was like 84 episodes, know, 70 of which. 70 of which were the afternoons and then and then the last batch was when they did move it to being a saturday morning cartoon and they also changed the title to like the adventures of batman and yeah. robin that was that was the shift but when it was technically batman the animated series i mean you were getting one like monday through friday and so like it and you it would get those cool, viewing it, it was, was, was viewing for me and my dad yeah um, all I knew is that my mom had to get me in carpool from middle school. And it was like, no, we have to get home. It was like, for me, it was like four o'clock. Yeah. So there was just enough time to pick me up, pick up my sister and get home because there's no DVRs. There is, that. if you miss it, you, you missed you miss, it. Yeah. It, maybe you'll catch a rerun. No, but you got to remember at that time I was living in Alabama. So I was right yeah. there with you. So yeah, it was appointment viewing, like I said, for me and my dad. And you know, it's just it really and as much as like I, I collected like the comic books, it just I don't know, it just brought a whole 
brought a whole new life into the character and just uh, you just got more love of the character. I had the figurines, the comic books that came out were just essentially just called like the adventures of Batman or something like that. Or Batman, the Batman adventures. adventures. Yes. That was the yeah. tie in comic because yeah. I still kick myself that I did not buy when it was just cover price on a spinning rack at the drugstore. Uh, <laughs> Batman adventures number 12, because the which is that. That is the first appearance ever of Harley Quinn. Ah, that's right. That's right. So Dang. that sucker is like, I own it now, <laughs> but it would have been nice to own it, you know, then. When gonna, it was... You know, and I'm going to have to dig through my old books because I, uh, I wonder if I have that issue. I probably do. But yeah, that's another thing is um, Harley Quinn was birthed out of this series and into uh, our lives. And it's, it's just, it's crazy to think that they created this character uh, and now, I mean, now they want to, she's basically leading a franchise, <laughs> a I mean, movie franchise. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's amazing. Well, but just think about this cartoon series where it did. I mean, yeah. you got Harley Quinn, you got Renee Montoya. Yeah. She was created for this yeah. series. Yeah. And basically, Mr. Freeze oh as we know him today, which, okay, this is something I did learn by watching The Heart of Batman that I did not know. Paul Dini's first script was the heart of heart Ice. of ice episode. <laughs> it's like, what? That was your first go at it. Somebody, they just said, Hey, try it out. And he puts he, I guess he just, he created an outline for it and they just immediately just, all right, let's just do it. And, and I mean, it is arguably considered one of the best episodes of the entire series. One in into like, what? <laughs> How do you get better than that? <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing about this is something I really didn't realize when I was a kid was just this thing was winning a war like yes. legit. I mean, either like Heart of Ice won for writing other episodes because they would randomly and I would miss these a lot of times. They would do those random Sunday night airings. Yes. And which would qualify them for uh, primetime Emmy Awards instead of daytime Emmy awards. And so things like Robin's reckoning part one, won a primetime Emmy award for excellent children's programming or something. And it's just like, dang, this show know, it's, is like, good. It, it's like something, it's something you don't really Yeah, Like you said, as a kid, you just want to get home and watch, Oh, well, who's, which villain's going to show up this time. But you didn't realize. Yeah. And until like now, until like just looking into it and looking at, uh, uh, looking at, all the episodes and everything, you didn't realize that, yeah, this was an award-winning animated series. That's how fucking good it is. That's why we're talking about it right now. <laughs> well, it. it's also one that, when you talked about how it holds up yes. and how it's so rewatchable, it's because, well, one, the creators knew they were trying to finally do something for tweens, but also yes. something that would appeal to adults. <laughs> and the thing is, is that I have gone back in my many times of watching the show yeah. and there'd be episodes that I go, that's what that episode was about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's what's so great about revisiting this as an adult. You go, wait a minute. This hits differently. Wait a minute. I see what was going on here. And, and you're like, dang. I, and, and you know, and you I'm not, and I just go, I watched this as a kid. Like, <laughs> Like they no, they literally would not allow a cartoon like this yeah. to be made today. There would oh, be so there would be so many people cry. I mean, there were people crying then. The only difference was everyone was kind of in their corner. Exactly. No social media. Right. There was no social media, and you had a standards and practices person at Fox that was like, "Let me, let me, let me, let me do a thing." Like, yeah, like, like, try this. 
but if we can get away with if we can if we don't do this we can get away with this and it was just it was amazing to think that it just all the stars aligned to allow this show to be what it was appreciates bruce tim and his t- <laughs> hey I mean, hey, wrong hey. With that? no but it's also the fact that something else that I don't know if I truly realized until I watched that documentary was they were intentionally, I'd heard the fact that they tried to make every episode, like a mini movie. Like that yeah. was, oh, yeah. that was, well, that was perfectly clear. You got Shirley Walker. Who's composing every episode. I mean, it's not like they were just recycling just, Oh yeah. You do little bits here and here. And then you just recycle them through the whole series. Each, each show had like a live orchestra and just, and you hear it too. You hear like a different, you know, you hear like the similar, uh, you know, score, but then you'll hear like different. Well, I mean, I think one of the, uh, the what, what's the uh, what's the uh, Joker episode where with all the, the laughing fish and the dumpster. The oh, it's Fool. called the laugh. It's the laughing fish. That's right. That, yeah. Well, that, that has dump- a very distinct score. There's like. Oh, no, that one is you're talking about the April Fool's Day episode. Yes. Okay, yeah. that oh, okay. One. I know which one you're yeah, see, that's the thing. Talk about the one where it had all the garbage in the in yeah, garbage yeah. Paper, and it was just like all wafting through the uh through the uh through the city and everybody just starts laughing hysterically. And he didn't somehow Joker had like a robotic like, like a big huge clown bouncer dude. Love that oh, episode. Yes. But, but it had a very distinct score to it. Like it almost like it was just like a joke, it was a full-on Joker um score i guess you could say but that's what was so unique about it too is the fact that they had full-on you know every episode was composed well and the fact that the orchestra mm-hmm. had this was a day job for los angeles philharmonic yes. musicians like who's played at the philharmonic are playing on the soundtrack for batman the animated series yeah. and those and those scores are amazing you can you can stream them now like on apple or any place yeah. i did get the uh I have the physical CDs that La La Land Records did because right. I mean that Shirley Walker worked with Tim Burton. Like she, she that's kind Danny of Elfman. yeah. Oh, well, that's why that's what I meant. I meant I yeah, meant I Danny Elfman, and but her rearrangement of Elfman's theme, yeah, is still. I prefer the version that plays over that intro. Yep versus the version that Elfman actually wrote for the Burton movie. There's something a little bit more streamlined and simplified about it that just really pops. And I, I mean, hats off to Shirley Walker. I mean, the series would not be what it was if not for the fact that every single episode was individually scored. nothing was recycled themes were reused but every episode had its own soundtrack and it just it it pays off really it really does and then a lot of people don't even realize too that you know i mean oh yeah it's just elfman score at the beginning it's like no it's a version of that Mm -hmm. Uh, she she just kind of took it and if you compare it you can hear the i mean it's hard to like you know, when you want, when you're just watching it, you just you hear you just hear that and you automatically think, oh, yeah, it's just Elfman's score. But no, there's it's a variation. And she fucking knocked it out of the park, man. I tell you what. And some people don't even realize, too, is, um, you know, when they got approached to do this, I mean, they had to pretty much pitch it. And here's this little here's a little video right here. I don't think we'll play any audio just just to be on the safe side. But you have this little um, pitch right here that they did which I thought was pretty cool, which is essentially, it's essentially the, um, the opening 
um, what, well, I ended up turning this into the intro, but you could actually find this online too, where it's like the original pencil drawings, um, of the, of every, that are, that are intertwined with actual animation in here too. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you sk actually skip to the head, because this is actually a special feature that was originally included on the DV, the first DVD box set that was released in 2004. Yeah. And you actually see the finished thing. And it's amazing. Like this was literally just, they had six to seven weeks. And mm -hmm. so there it is right here. There it is right there. And this yeah. is all Bruce, Tim and Eric Radomsky just saying, here's, here's mm -hmm. our idea. And it's amazing to go. And then they just turned this into an opening title sequence. Yeah. Which by the way, the title Batman never appears during the opening title sequence because their point was who everybody knows we know <laughs> who needs that who doesn't yeah. know this is Batman. So I love the fact that Gordon is actually in this little pitch too. They have Gordon in here too, so that was cool. And look at the designs; I know. stayed the same. Yeah, it didn't really. I mean, yeah, they kind of they polished them up a little bit, but that's about it. It's crazy, and it's so weird to me to think that. Honestly, based on what they were saying, especially what Gene McCurdy was saying, we have Steven Spielberg to thank for this. Yes. Yeah. If you guys didn't know, this is like when it, when it came to a lot of this. Yeah. Steven Spielberg. You could thank Steven Spielberg for this for the show and how, how they went at went at it. I remember one of the parts in the documentary, they talk about going back to the score. It was him that was kind of when it came to Tiny Tunes. It was like, no, don't just like record something and then reuse it. No, every episode has to have like its own thing. So they took that approach with Batman as well, with Batman the Animated Series. Because they had the budgets. Because basically, exactly. <laughs> because basically Warner Brothers Television Animation was, they said, we don't care if we lose money. We don't care if it does well. Doesn't make Steven happy. So they had already put all this investment when they were making Tiny Tune Adventures that then they just basically took the machine that had been built and just rolled it into Batman, the animated series. And then of course, Steven Spielberg was still involved because Animaniacs was coming out at the same time. So basically they just had all the resources for the studio. Thanks to Spielberg. And then Batman, the animated series was like, we'll take one of those and we'll take one of those. I mean, Eric Radomski was a background artist for tiny tunes. Bruce mm -hmm. Tim was a storyboard artist for tiny mm -hmm. tunes. Paul Dini, who they eventually got, was writing on Tiny Tunes. So oh, basically, they just Bruce, plucked them all out. Yeah, Bruce Tim also worked on Ghostbusters, right? Didn't he also work on the real Ghostbusters? I think so. I thought I heard that too. I don't remember that part because I know he'd come out of like working at the Don Bluth studio, mm. so he'd learned so he had learned some uh, some tricks from there. But it was, but once again, it's the fact that you just had people who either knew what they were doing. Or mm -hmm. were young enough to not care and willing to try something different. Like Alan Burnett as a writer was like, I just need a show that lets me have fist fights and gunshots. Like, can, yeah. can I finally have fist something fights like and yeah. something like that? Because for so long, cartoons had been so neutered <laughs> that they couldn't get away with any of this. And finally, you know, and I, and I have always heard this because I've listened to the commentaries on all these episodes. And there's an excellent book that I would recommend picking up. It's called Batman go. Animated. It's written by Paul Dini. It's designed by Chip Kidd. It's basically like a personal history of the series. There are storyboards in here. There's an episode guide. There's even a fold-out page with all the title cards. 
because that's one thing they need to sell. I need a giant coffee table art book of all those title cards. Yeah, I'm going to have to get that book. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can find it on Amazon or somewhere. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, talking about those title cards, I mean, that was something that was that's almost like the cherry on top because, you know, they had the show all going and then it's like, well, let's just open it up with like this very noirish you know, title cards. And I mean, the title cards, I mean, that's what we're going to be using as, that's what I'm going to be using as thumbnails is ho hopefully I can find the title cards for every episode that we're doing and uh, just use that as like, and then of course put us in there somewhere. But yeah, those title cards, I think well, one of my favorite ones is, uh, you know, of course the Two-Face one and just the way the lighting is, the contrast and, you know, you know what it, you know, it looks like and you see his thumb up and it's very minimal very minimal and you can just tell yes. and cat. So that's one of the things too, is even when you watch that documentary, when they talk about drawing, they talk about the high contrast and, and uh, make that, make the shadows black, you know, utilize that. And that's all throughout the show. There's so many good shots in here. I mean, I remember posting one, I don't know, a few months ago on Twitter, which is, it was just such a great shot where Batman's outside. I forgot which episode it was and it's raining. And then all of a sudden the lightning just goes, you just see his eyes in silhouette when the lightning just flickers on. And I'm like, that's how do you draw that? Well, and then the, and of course everyone talks about, cause this was something that Eric Radomsky, uh, you know, pioneered was the idea. How do we get it so dark? Well, black we just paper. do it on black paper <laughs> and then paint the colors on top of it. And then the black paper will mute the colors for us because it would be so much work to try to draw it that dark yeah. and when you're going for noir when you're going for the fact of black blacks white whites you know shadows i mean this show like the episodes that maybe don't work as well in this series are the ones that don't have those kind of shadows mm -hmm. like that 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 don't have the fact that like he just like my favorite thing is when he's like standing in Gordon's office and you don't know he's there. And all of a sudden, you know, the eyes just open yep. and he just walks out of the shadow. Oh, God, man. You just see that silhouette. I know that's what's so beautiful about this. I mean, you, you haven't seen. And, and then it just seems like this almost became like the standard when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to. Was Batman done right? Everybody just refers back to like Batman, the animated series, which they should. They should. I, 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 here, here's the thing about this series. <laughs> yeah. Everything that I came to know about Batman or yeah. anything that made me want to become the comic book reader that I am today is because of Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. I mean, I owned comic books before Batman the Animated Series, but this show, when it came out in September of 92, followed very closely by X-Men, the animated series mm. also on Fox. I mean, that's when you go, that's when I went whole hog because I'm being introduced to characters and concepts that I had never known before, because if they weren't in the 66, you know, if they weren't in the 66 show or they weren't in some coloring book that I got as a kid, I, there are characters that I was like, Oh, that, that's a thing like I, I characters like Harvey Bullock never yeah. knew who Harvey Bullock was until yeah. this cartoon series. And just, yeah. I could just con continue to count all the characters. That's like, this show was my introduction. And when I read comics, I still hear these voice actors exactly. and I don't see that ever changing. Oh no. I, I, you know, I, Kevin Conroy is my fucking Batman voice. When I'm, when I'm reading a Batman comic book, I hear his voice. And I mean, it's just, I don't think that's ever going to change. 
Nah, it's, just, it's Kevin Conroy. That's it. That's it. Come on. And the fact that he was like right out of Juilliard <laughs> and he was like this stage actor. See, that's the thing, though. Another beautiful thing. I mean, talking about the voice talent. I mean, it, it's not like they just got like other people that just did voices for, uh, you know, animated. A lot of these people didn't do animated before before they did all this. No. And, and, and that goes to another one of those heroes that we yeah. always just think, right? Andrea Romano. I mean, you don't have the talent that you get for this show if you don't have Andrea Romano. And I didn't know she studied acting. She was a Uh stage manager. She was an agent. And then she became a voice director. And once I heard that, I was like, oh, well, then she gets it. She understands. (laughs) She understands performances. So when she gets Kevin Conroy and Ron Perlman and Richard Maul and on Andrea Barbeau as <laughs> as Selena Kyle yeah. or Helen Slater as you know Talia Al Ghul, you know David Warner as Ra's Al Ghul, like yeah. the, the names that I even know who they were as a kid, but then I grew up and went, oh, oh. yeah, I know. And then of course, I mean, the biggest one was of course Mark Hamill as as Joker. And and some people might not know that he wasn't the first choice for it either. I mean, it was it was supposed to be um, Tim Curry, and you could see that. I could see it. I mean, obviously, you can always refer to Penny Pennywise when you did Pennywise, and I'm sure there was probably like a version of that that. But apparently, I guess it wasn't. You know, it wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't meshing well, even though they like recorded what like four or five episodes or something for, like that. It was a producer. There was like oh. one producer on the show because Andrea Romano, she was very professional. She didn't say who, yeah. but apparently there was one producer who just, <laughs> just did not it, like it. Did not like Tim Curry. And so that was interesting because I bet you I could probably identify those episodes because there's about two or three episodes where even Ephraim Zimbalish Jr. isn't the voice of Alfred. Mm. If if you watch the, and this is another thing we'll come back to is what order, right. what order to watch the episodes in, yeah. uh, is that there's oh, yeah. three or four episodes where it's a different Alfred. And it, it, then, it talks a little deeper or something like that. Yeah, you can know it's a noticeable difference. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Like he's got a cold or something. Yeah. And then you get Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. Yeah. And, and I think now. those are probably the same episodes where they, I mean, because you, you record the voices first, you animate later. Yeah. And so for the two or three episodes that Tim Curry had already recorded, Mark Hamill had to go backwards and record two animation that had already been completed. And yeah, then they were able to the style that that had it. So he had to do all he had to basically mimic Tim Curry, Curry, but also come up with his own Joker voice. That's not easy, folks. Mm-mm. And it's funny, too, because even Mark Hamill, when he went to before he got the gig, he wasn't going for Joker. He thought he would do another character. He was like thinking, oh, let me do one of the other characters that. Well, he's he, already in the series as another as right. another character because he's he, not uh, in the heart, heart of ice. ice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the, the dickhead boss. Uh, what's his yeah. name? forgot but who uh destroys the project and essentially creates mr freeze yeah that was mark hamill was already there <laughs> some people don't know that it's like yeah that's and that's what like episode three or something like that i think yeah it, well once again depending yeah. on which which yeah. order which we're order you're watching it in. yeah, yeah we're, we're talking about that but uh no it's just crazy how i mean how that we're now same thing now he's the definitive voice so when i'm reading a joker comic book guess what whose voice am i hearing mark hamill's <laughs> i mean it's that laugh it's it's insane, and, and people either have to mimic him, yeah, or intentionally do something else. 
Because yeah. like Troy Baker is probably the best example of someone who just flat out goes for the I'm mimicking. Like yeah. I am trying to do a Mark Hamill as Joker impersonation. Yeah. So when he does it for Arkham Origins or he's showing up, it, he's going to be Joker in uh, the long Halloween animated feature. Yeah, I'll be curious to see if he still is going for that Mark Hamill impersonation or because Long Halloween is its own thing, is he going to go a different route? Go a different route. Yeah, that should be interesting. But yeah, I mean, sometimes when it, you know you put on an animated uh, one of the animated films, and yeah, you almost go, wait, does that that's not Mark, is that Mark Hamill or is that somebody trying to do Mark Hamill? What's going on with that? And then of course you check and you go, oh, it's not Mark Hamill because you kind of because you could kind of really it's all about that laugh. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what really it's like defines. His Joker is just when he just goes insane with that laugh. And it's it's so awesome to see when he's actually performing that, when he just transforms into that. Man, when you see those behind the scenes shots of him doing that, that's I always love seeing that stuff. And it's like, but yeah, he thought like, oh yeah, they're not gonna give that to Luke Skywalker. That's that's how much Luke Skywalker was a little bit of a burden, I guess you could say, for Mark Hamill, as much as it you know, made him the name, but it was always, I think, when it came for him to try to get other work, it was always they're not going to give that to Luke Skywalker. <laughs> That's going to suck. The fact that, that that role defined you, but then it was also, you know, a little bit of a thorn in your side. But luckily not here. No. And then and then there are other actor voice actors who came and went. You know, they, there's some, like, Batgirl had, like, two different voices. Because we yeah, all think Tara of Tara Strong. Strong. We, we always think love. of Tara Strong, but Melissa Gilbert had it yeah. first. Yeah. So... Well, it's kind of it, funny because Tara Strong ended up doing uh, Harley Quinn. Who is the original Harley Quinn? Arlene Sorkin. Sorkin, there it is. Yeah. And yeah, it's a lot of people don't realize that too. Maybe that, yeah, it wasn't at first. It wasn't, yeah, she, Tara Strong has done it, I guess. She's done it like pretty much recently, right? When it comes well, to She took stuff. over starting with Arkham City. That's right. That's because right. Arlene Sorkin's final performance was in the first Arkham Asylum game. That's what it was. Okay. But yeah, so then, so it's just it's just kind of funny how Tara Strong's been very much a part of all this, but she kind of got, you know, she got Batgirl after, you, like you said, Melissa Gilbert, which if anybody uh, knows who that is, she was in Little House on the Prairie. Anybody remember that show? Yeah. <laughs> yes. She was one of the young daughters in Little House uh, on the Prairie, if anybody remembers that. <laughs> oh, man. But once again, it was, it was, I remember how Andrea Romano always characterized it. She said, we didn't go for, we didn't cast a voice. Yeah. We cast a voice with character. Yeah. So a voice that was going to stand out. And that's why these voices become the voices we hear when we think of these characters, because that voice that they weren't putting on a voice. A lot of times that was just who that actor was, but we just now associate them with that character and those, you know, Bruce Tim designs. Yeah. And uh, another thing, too, like what they say in the documentary, and I think, um, you know, we cut, you see it throughout the series is when each episode happens. I mean, yes, there's Batman driven episodes, but there's, you know, if it's about a villain, oh, it goes hard. I mean, I mean, oh, yes. of ice. I mean, that, that probably goes the hardest word to the fact where you like <laughs> you're like crying at the end. You you're, you sympathize with Mr. Freeze when you see that last shot, even even I love that last shot because, you know, it shows the cell, you know, the snowy cell and it backs out and you see batman looking in there you know just like kind of a silhouette you see his his cape blowing in the wind because you know he's he kind of was sympathizing too with mr freeze even though you know 
they had to battle it out. That's how great the show is. Well, that Two Face, Clay Face, mm. all my, all those episodes. Can't wait to We're, talk about those because those are the ones that you go. Okay, you were kind of already on the path, but uh-huh. then something horribly tragic happened to you, and then you just went down the wrong way. So when they get defeated, you know, I will always remember there. there's the one that was, uh, I think it was Harley's Holiday. Mm-hmm. where at the end where batman like buys her the little sundress and he goes i had a bad day too once and yeah. it's just and it's just like yeah like batman's even in this series batman has a heart yes even though he's very dry i mean going back to that april fool's you know uh episode i mean even <laughs> alfred tries to joke around with him he's like i drew you a bath sir and then he looks and there's no water in the tub he goes i drew you a bath and he show, holds up a drawing of a of a bathtub and then he's just like and even alfred makes a joke that he's like he just has no funny bone in his body at all until the very end where he says he's gonna well when he was laughing hysterically and breaking all the freaking uh you know the vases and uh, furniture mm-hmm. and stuff like that he goes i'll just take it out of your paycheck and Hey, Alfred, April Fools. <laughs> it's just like, you're so dry. You're so dry. Conroy did it so well, though. That's how, yes. that's how he nailed it. And even in that documentary, he talks about how trying to find, he goes nuts. Bruce is actually, you know, Batman's who he is. His suit of armor is Bruce Wayne. So you got to find that. And uh, I, I forgot what episode it is. There's literally an episode where Batman's down in the Batcave. I forgot what it is. He's talk- some doctor is calling him and he immediately has to go from, you know, talking Batman to just be Bruce Wayne. He goes, Hey, what's up doc? Yes. In the yes. costume. Yes. I forgot what episode it is. He just goes, Hey, what's up doc? He actually says it like that. And like a higher end, but he's in, he's in the cave. He's in the costume. And it's just funny to, to see that. And I love that. I forgot what episode oh. that was though. We'll, we'll have to, yeah, when we revisit, we'll point it out again. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, thank, thank, thanks for calling back. I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, Alfred. You know? <laughs> exactly. <It's> just, <laughs> that's what real. That's that's a perfect example of like uh, of how Conroy really like you know did the the different um, Batman and the uh, and the Bruce Wayne voice, and then of course you know that Scarecrow um, you know episode where he goes, "I am the night. I am or I am vengeance. I am the night. I am. I mean Jesus." Anytime yes. I hear that. I Nothing mean, you, to fear. It was the first Scarecrow episode. I remember that one because that was one of those episodes that the animation's a little off for me. And I did not like the first Scarecrow design. Because okay. by because by the uh by the second Scarecrow episode, which was Fear of Victory, they had they adjusted his character design, and then that was the design they stayed with through that first order of like 85 episodes and that was the design i really liked because that's the one where robin gets doused yes and i and i liked that one yeah that was the one with the football player right the football player yes because he was sports betting yeah that's right that's because that was that was crane's you know crane's chemicals are expensive (laughs) (laughs) see little lines like that like well they stick out it's like it's been 29 years i can still quote half these episodes man it's crazy. Oh. Okay, so speaking of episodes, so so we have HBO Max, which is what um, I was kind of going by. I was like thinking, well, we could just follow HBO Max. But the weird thing about it is, and I, and it threw me off too, is it starts off, and here's the the song. It starts off with the Cat and the Claw, Part One, and, yeah, which is weird to me. 
Well, because, and mm. this is this is the great debate people get into, okay. is there are two orders to the episodes. There is production order, yeah. which means this is the order in which they made them. And then there's air order, which is the order in which they showed up on Fox Kids back in 92. So Cat and the Claw, part one and part two, were the first two episodes aired after after Labor Day in, in 1992. And it makes sense because what just came out that summer? Batman Returns. Sure. So what did they start the show off with? A Catwoman episode. Mm. Even though... Every time you buy Batman the Anime Series, whether it was the DVDs or the Blu-ray or you buy the digital box sets on like iTunes or Vudu, mm -hmm. those are in production order. So what's the first episode you get on Leather um, Wings? Yeah. Which so, was the first episode they made? Yep. So here's the uh, production list right here. So what do you think? Should we go production or should we go, should we go what HBO Max has? Uh, you know... <laughs> I have I have Here's a preference. Okay. I I I have I have always preferred production okay. order only because my box sets. I mean like mm -hmm. if I pop in if I pop in my DVDs, basically if I do every and when they were on DC Universe, mm. they were in production order. It mm. was only when it shifted to HBO Max that they, they went broadcast order. Interesting. Yeah, they went to air date order. Which is which is fine. It makes it easier to organize it into the fact that there's actually only there's only three seasons of the show, and even then, it's hard to call it a season because there weren't no. there weren't arcs. You no, know, not really. There wasn't know, really arcs, and then like, and then when Robin like starts coming in, it's like he's there, then he's not, then he's there, then he's not, until it came to season two, and it was literally the Adventures of Batman and Robin, and that's when it became a Saturday morning yeah. cartoon. Yeah. Because it, it went from being four in the afternoon to like 10 in the morning. Yeah. And and then what you got was, I think my affiliate still did reruns. It was like you got reruns all during the week. But mm -hmm. Saturday was when you got the new the episode. New episode. Yeah. Because I remember the first episode they did was Bane. Yeah. And I, oh, yeah. And, and I was like, I was jazzed for that because I was like, they're bringing in Bane? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I, I remember watching that and I'm like. Because you know, I obviously I read the Nightfall, you know, series. I know, I know it was happening. And when when you see like Bane lift him up and he puts his leg up, you're like, oh, oh, are they gonna do it? Of course they don't. But I was, I almost, I almost, I, I like leaped out of my wherever I was, my couch, whatever. I thought, are they gonna do it? Is he gonna break it? No, no, no. This still has one of my favorite lines though. Hmm. He messed with my car, Alfred. Between two guys, that's personal. <laughs> Right, because he like literally like f's up his car with his bare hands. Yeah. Oh god. Man. So that I so I vote for okay. I vote for production order also because when I started watching in production order, which of course was starting about two thousand four when the first DVD box sets were coming out, it makes sense because you can actually watch the progression, like the yeah. like the weird voices, like. Yeah teeter out well, I mean, like, and, with every animated show i mean look at the simpsons even watching like uh you know old south park episodes family guy the animation is always like when you go back to those first couple of like that first season animation is always like oof man did that improve over time i mean it's not so much in this because you know it was a little bit of a short run even though there's a lot of episodes um 
but yeah, you could tell like a little bit in the beginning that the animation wasn't quite where it ended up. And the scripts, like yes. there, there's some people forget there were some clunkers back there in is. the day. Oh, well, and we'll be talking about those for <laughs> sure. But there's oh also god. just some like beautiful ones. I mean, like oh my god, and yeah. that's the weird thing it was like it was a you know in the early days it really was a crapshoot. Yeah. It especially and you could always tell when it was going to be a good one because it was the one like when the rerun happened. You're like. Oh, who cares? I'm still watching this one. And then there would be other ones you'd go, nah, I'll get started on my homework. It's fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't worry, Jose. We'll be all, we'll also be doing a discussion on Mask of the Phantasm. I mean, come no, on. And you, and you don't do that first because that, that did not come no. out till Christmas of 1993. Yeah, that's true. Now, we're not going to, like I said, we're doing this in order. And yeah, even though Mask of the Phantasm is technically, you know, pretty much an origin story. We're not going to, we're going to wait and, you know, we'll fit it in there when it, when it fits in there. Definitely. Because I mean, obviously and it's so funny too, when, when people rank their Batman films, man, I mean, Mask of the Phantasm is right up there. I mean, Jesus uh, it, how could it not it's, be? It's still my number one. Like is it if your number you, one? Wow. It's my number one. If you let me put uh, animation on the same level as live action, mm -hmm. if you, if you're saying what is your number one, like just pure Batman movie. Yeah. It's, it's Mask it, of the Phantasm. Yeah, because I think, I th it, you know, if I had to do top three, it would be, you know, like Dark Knight, Batman 89 and Phantasm. But if if I wanted to say like, well, if you had to pick one that was like definitively like, what would you say? Like, what is like a perfect Batman origin or, you know, a Batman movie? I'd be like Mask of the Phantasm because it just covers all the bases. I mean, even though you can like even make an argument for Batman Begins because, you know, it's the same. It's an origin story, too. It's just something about mask of the fan and, and the fact that there's like uh, this villain that you really never even heard of before and it's in one of the best batman there we go i was wondering when are you gonna bring out the phantasm look oh, i gotta get that pop gotta oh, get it god you know that. i only own two animated series pops one i got from the funko mm -hmm. box they used to do and the exclusive was mr freeze oh, wow look at that the only one that i went out personally to buy was the phantasm because sure. of how much I love that movie. Oh my god, man! Yeah, so we'll definitely be reviewing that, but we're not going to watch that first, Jose. We're not going to watch that first. We're, we'll fit it in there. Um, and then there's also the um, the Mister Freeze animated movie too. What was that one called again? Sub Zero. Sub Zero. That's right. And that was an interesting one because it got delayed by an entire year. Yeah, it was be because of the the box office bomb that. Batman and Robin was oh. be because it's yeah. actually if you look at the anime because if you look at the first two seasons which are done in that uh, traditional animated series style Sub-Zero is kind of a finale because that's when they take the break you get Superman the animated series and then Batman gets reintroduced in World's Finest part one through three and mm. then they start the third and final season, which was called the new Batman adventures where you get Batman, you know, it's a two year time jump. They're in that more simplified Superman, the anime series style. And it was funny because those episodes started airing before the sub zero movie even came out. And there's a Mr. Freeze episode in that season that literally they reference sub zero. So they were referencing a movie that hadn't been released yet. 
Damn. Crazy. Yeah, so I think we'll go over that one too. And then, you know, we'll see where this goes. I mean, there's a lot of episodes to do. That's for sure. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. Um, but like I said, if you guys um, pass up that intro, which we're going to talk about that right now, which like I, like we were talking about before, this is the, the pitch or, you know, that pitch that we saw. I mean, this is where this all came from. I mean, just to see the Warner Animation logo turn into that. That's that. I mean, come on. <laughs> Well, and it's kind of fun because it's kind of something that's, you know, it's it's a tradition of the logo turning into things like yeah. it. It was just a, going back to the whole mini movie idea. I mean, think about the old Burt movies. They would it would and going into the Schumacher movies, they would warp into right, into a bat, into a bat symbol. Yeah. And then like with the Snyder films, how it would be incorporated into the design like when it was like the krypton geometal or you know how they work it into you know the movie and so the animated series was doing that too and you get that great score yeah. and it's all that shadows i know see i mean it's just the fact that you just see you just see their eyes and their chin and their nose the and those fedoras because yeah. we are we are permanently <laughs> in the 40s we yeah, have we have computers, we have yeah. phones, but we all look like we never got out of the forties. I know it's like you have these guys in trench coats and just the way they look right there. And then all of a sudden you see this awesome Batmobile. Just, it's like, wait a minute. I mean, this shot right here of the Batmobile, my God, look at that thing, man. God. My Bat only man. criticism ever was dang that front end was long. <laughs> I know it, it didn't seem like it made any sense at all, but it looked so cool. That's God. Especially the back end. The back end of that car is still yeah. the definitive, like, this ranks up there with great, like, that shot. Yeah. That yeah. shot right there is like, that's a car. And, mm -hmm. and I remember when we got the first look at Pattinson's mm -hmm. Batmobile for mm -hmm. the Batman. It looked like that. I was like, I was sitting there looking at that car going. Yeah, when you okay. see the plume shoot out, you're like, wow, yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's kind of funny. It's like, hey, the uh, uh, Batman uh, is something going on where you're, you know, you're over, you know, doing it for some strange reason. Is that why your Batmobile is so long? I right hear, huh? Uh, you know, no, of course it's Batman. What are you talking about? And then, um, what I always found funny too, and I always would make a joke about, is the fact that man, these these guys can run. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're like, I mean, like the freaking cop cars can't. <laughs> I mean, they're the cop cars cannot catch up to these guys. And then when it gets right here. I think the cop car is like right there. Man, they're already up. <laughs> and then, of course, this is the first, uh, the red sky. I mean, oh, nothing yeah, says you knew you were in Gotham if the yeah. sky was red. Exactly. And I love the fact that, I mean, you, you could tell that Matt Reeves, again, is taken heavily. Like he, he is looking at this because he's using a lot of red for his too. And a lot of people made that correlation and was like, man, is Matt Reeves kind of, you know, looking at the animated series has he been looking at that i think in, that he definitely is because and then like you mentioned before is like we're in the 40s but it is current day and i always that's what i always loved about it and, and anytime that i would talk about it um you know comparing it to the superman the animated series it's like yeah when you when you were in metropolis that seemed like it was future like you went to the future but you're in gotham you felt like you were in the past even though Batman has like this cave with like a big, huge computer and a, you know, and all that stuff. But just everything was so, you know, that, that deco type, you know, what the way it was back in the 40s and 
I don't know. That's what I absolutely loved about the style of this. But just show. look at this. Like once again, they talked about how they they use noir, they use deco, they talked about German expressionism. I mean, look at that. Nothing about that is that bad. realistic, but it, yeah. it but it gives you a feeling. <laughs> And then just the eyes right there. And then the, the way that, I mean, you want to talk about the ultimate superhero landing. That's it. That is it. Ugh. And you know I what mean, I love when, about his design uh, is that the cape always like enveloped him. Like when yeah. he stood up, I always loved how he had like pushed the cape aside because yeah. it just folded completely around him like that. And then, uh, and then that, just that close up with the eyes. Or that just said, you are. So screwed. Yeah, just to let you guys know that you know what you guys did. <laughs> well, you ain't getting away with it. But uh, yeah, um, but yeah, like you said, the cape. I mean, I almost think. I mean, I remember. I mean, even like going to Batman or Superman when he jumps down and grabs that dude. I mean, it has this kind of feel. Just, of course, he swoops back up, but it almost. I almost felt like Snyder was trying to emulate that right there a little bit because even um, you even see his cape just kind of you know form around him as he, yes. as he uh, shoots back up and i'm telling you i mean i I'm, I'm thinking he had some inspiration just from that shot right there even with the shadow too that shadow so many shadows that when it, when it comes to the series that oh man it's just so good and they, and they were so long like they yeah. would stretch out for days <laughs> they would man Garth, gotham city just i mean they, they just captured that noir and of course, throwing the batarang and just leaping, and all you see is eyes. You don't even see his face. I just love and that. I love the fact that when they colored it, it was like that blue black. Like it yeah. wasn't all blue, like you know traditional Batman. But there was all that black, so it, like it worked that with shot. the shadows. But you had the blue highlights to go. No, his costume's blue, but it's, it's so dark. Name. You're not really sure. Yeah, it's like a navy blue. And then it, it is kind of funny because like season two, they, then they kind of went to the whole black and gray and, uh, you know, kind of changed it a little bit. I, 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 why, why exactly did they, when they decided to do Batman and Robin, they kind of just, the animation, you, it's a noticeable change. Is there, well, do you I, have any info on that? Um, well, the, the, the black and gray really didn't happen until season three when the post-Superman, when they really yeah, simplified uh, okay. him down. Oh, it was season three, never mind. Not yeah, it was season two. three. Yeah, That's season right. two is still that style. I yeah. think the idea is that, you know, you get rid of the oval. Once again, it's they Man. continue to give the animators less to have to draw. Like yeah. it was even it was even straighter lines. It was, you know, we get rid of the yellow oval. So it's just the bat on the chest. Yeah. And it, it once again, it, it was mimicking that Superman style. Yeah. And then you just get that punch, the shadow, and then the cops show up and they're like, what? What happened? And then this pan oh, up this right there with the music. Shot. It's just, I mean, oh my God. Oh, of course that came up. But yeah. Um, but yeah, just going from the shadow where you can only see his eyes to just it getting lit up like that. My God. I mean, that's why I mean, that's why I asked uh, Alessandro. I'm like, can you draw us like that? <laughs> and he did. And uh, that's I mean, and going back to what you were saying, too, they didn't want to put the, the title right here because it's like, you know who that is. <laughs> like my five year old knows who that is. Like you, yeah. you, if a five year old knows who that is, you don't need a title. And as they and as they point out, like, that's a painting. Yeah. Why would you cover that up? with anything like exactly. you don't need to you know it's batman and so it's you know and i hate that they got away from that like because with like the adventures of batman and robin they made like mm -hmm. a a clip 
intro yeah. the closest they came was when they did the like the batman superman hour and they did a, a a different intro for that at least it had some style to it but even then it's like nothing beats like i, I on the on the volume four uh dvds which is technically season three you could even play the episodes if you hit play all they even gave you the option of okay which opening sequence do you want to watch it with <laughs> that's awesome I'm like, ah, OG. No, sorry. You want the OG. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because when it goes to Batman and Rami, yeah, like you said, it's 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 more of a clip. It's just like a reel of, mm-hmm. you know, of episodes with Robin that were in the previous season. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember that episode. Oh, that episode. Yeah, that's where Robin. Yeah. Well, because there were only a handful of that. It was basically yeah. like Robin's Reckoning, yeah. uh, Demon's <laughs> yeah. Quest. Like, you could start so naming the episodes. Robin's Reckoning, yeah. <laughs> Like you could totally tell, like, yeah, it was like, ah, yeah, let's go with the OG. It's almost disappointing. Like that one, that intro, I wouldn't if you if you decide to skip that one, that's fine. But it's that OG intro intro that we refuse to uh skip, skip intro on that. So um definitely don't do that. But um, but yeah, man, I mean, well, uh, I, I I'm I mean, I know we could probably talk about this like forever, but I'm I mean, I'm I'm guessing that when it comes comes to like breaking down the episodes, they'll probably be uh you know, well, we'll shoot for like an hour. I guess you say I think guys. an hour is yeah. good. I think that yeah. would respect their time. I mean, it's a third, it's a 25, 22, 25 22 minute, minute. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it, it'll be, a, it'll be a good in out. And if we can, and if we keep ourselves to an hour, everyone will know, you know, how long, like what to expect. Exactly. We'll talk for an hour. We'll be good. Exactly. No, I, I think it'll work good like that. And like I said, um, I mean, we're going to go with uh production order. So um, next week, will be of course the the way that it's supposed to be because like i said it's just weird to start off with the uh with the uh the cat in the claw at first i mean it, it was kind of jarring when i put it on i was like wait a minute i even like went back into the menu i'm like this is not the first episode something's not i'm, I'm supposed to be hearing a squealing huge bat what the hell's going on with this uh yeah it just threw me off because you put here the trombone because you got yeah. those trombones for the on leather uh-huh. wings one yes so good yeah because in, in, with production order i mean the cat and the claws not not until episode 15 so yeah it was it was weird i like i literally thought am i did i just click something wrong and i went no. back to my menu on hbo max and <laughs> and that's where and that's when i have to jump in and go no guys they didn't screw up no. they just chose a Mm-hmm. different order that's all that is to it broadcast, yeah so next week we're we're going to start off with on leather wings and i'll post these um i'll basically i'll be posting um the stream probably like a day or two ahead of time you know so then we know you know we'll let everybody know exactly which one to watch and so then you guys can go watch it and then we'll talk about it we'll incorporate more of the chat in there too and we'll do some kind of i don't know question thing or something like that but you know, tonight's episode was just talking about the series, talk about our love, our man boners for it. Um, and you know, the fact that we, yeah, we can't stand up. We can't stand up right now, right now. It's going to be a little bit guys. No, but, um, you know, it was just basically an introduction. And then of course, going over the, uh, the, 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 the iconic intro and just kind of talking about the backstory. But like I said, I recommend like, just go to, um, go to, uh, Warner brothers inter- or just type in, you know, Batman, the animated series, the heart of, of batman documentary um they actually live streamed it which was interesting last year and uh highly suggest watching because it's an hour and 39 minutes yeah 
hour and 39. Yeah, it's, a, it's a serious piece. Yeah. And and by the way, if you own it on Blu-ray, it's actually on the bonus disc. Like mm -hmm. so, because I think it was it was it was originally produced for the Blu-ray box set because the Blu-ray box set, when they remastered all the episodes in HD, it was released on the 25th anniversary. There you go. So if you have that, you can also watch it on there. It's highly recommended because, yeah, like I said, they just they, they go in deep with it, and you see all the players that, that come together and just like uh, and get that book. I need to get that book. I'm gonna try to look for that. Um, what's it called again? Oh yeah. So um, okay, it's Batman animated by Paul Dini oh. and Chip Kid. This, it, I mean, it is. I mean, it, oh. it is just beautiful. I mean, storyboards because it's a Chip Kid book. I mean, the text is there, but let's be honest, there's a lot of pretty pictures and there's mm -hmm. a lot of like poster fold out pages. There's even art from like the comic book because like, remember mad love was mm -hmm. originally a comic yeah. book story before it became an episode of the show. And something that's going to be really helpful for us is that the, there's a complete episode guide mm -hmm. in the back of this, that it has it in air date order, but it also acknowledges uh, episodes that were actually adapted from specific issues of the comic. Ooh, there you go. See, I was kind of wondering about that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get that. And uh, if anybody's watching this late, I'll if I I'm going to find the link tonight and I'll post it underneath the in the in the description. Um, so if you're watching not live, I'll post it in the description. So uh, if you want to grab that, and then I'll post it on Twitter too and everything. So I'm glad you had that. I mean, I knew you would. Anything else? Is there anything else that you're gonna that you ha had ready to go before? <laughs> <laughs> there it is yes little little little, little dorbs uh batman and and batmobile this also came in the uh there was a funko a legion of collectors box that was strictly animated series so it came with this cute little guy and the mr freeze pop that's awesome. But uh, the only thing I can't show you is I do have an art print that is done in the anime series style uh, that's hanging on my wall that is autographed by Kevin Conroy. What? This guy. Yeah. Man, that's that's got to I told you. I'm a fan, man. I'm a fan. <laughs> that's I mean, that's why that's why we're doing this, dude. And I mean, and then one of the biggest things, too, is like the fact that Kevin Smith kind of, you know, got us all excited again, saying there might be a revival. You know, yeah, that's, and that's a weird place where I I really uh, do believe in the law of diminishing returns because mm. it's like it could be like you have to do it well. Yeah, you, you, and the problem is is that yeah. the chances of doing it well. True, I know, I, I know. It, it, when you put it like that, yeah. I mean, as much as I, because I thought when the DC uh, Universe app came out, I thought, why don't they just do like a Anim Batman the Animated Series revival to like get people on board with this thing. That was my whole thinking of it when it came out. What was it like two years ago? Something like yeah. that or a year? Yeah. And I thought, why don't they just do that? And now we're hearing that there might be a Batman revival. And as much as I'm like, you know, excited for it, but then I'm kind of going, oh, but is it going to, is it, there's something going to be lost about it? Is it, you know, now that it's almost 30 years later? Is there something that, I mean, as much as they can update, I mean, they're going to update the animation, but have it keep that Bruce Tim style. Yeah, know, the problem that I always run into is the fact that since this is already part of this amazing connected universe yeah. that continues on through Superman, Batman Beyond, Justice, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Static Shock, yeah. like 
the problem is that if you want to do new episodes, you either have to kind of break continuity or you have to find little pockets where there's still stories you can tell where you can kind of drop it in. Because if it doesn't fit in the continuity, then it's like, then you're just making extra episodes for extra episodes sake. And it'll always kind of be a, an Elseworlds thing. And do do I want that? Do I or do I want something that actually like fits into this giant universe that already exists? I think that's yeah. why I'm of two minds of the idea. Yeah, I mean, and then and then there's also two. I mean, this is 30 years later. I mean, how old is Kevin Conroy now? You know, I mean, like you're gonna you're gonna probably feel the age in his voice a little. You're bit. gonna feel the age of his voice, and yeah. so many characters, yeah. their actors have passed away. Yeah. That's, 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 that's the one thing I was at that, that was in the back of my mind. It's like, yeah, you're going to probably start feeling like that. And then they're going to try to, you know, whatever actors that have passed away, they're going to try to find, they're going to get some kind of voice actor to try to maybe emulate maybe their voice. I don't know exactly how they're going to approach that, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> though, though the hardest one is the fact that Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. has passed away. It's like, Who do you play dude, he was Alfred. Hmm. So I mean, Al- Alfred's gone, Gordon's gone, Mister Freeze is gone. Uh, no, what you could do, and this is what I would recommend, if I, if, you know, if Warner Brothers Animation gave a crap what I thought, <laughs> I would write it in a period of time where those care, like Freeze, based on the way his character played out in the series, that's not an issue. No. But you could write the show in a period of time where legitimately Alfred and Gordon are already like their characters are already passed. So you never have to recast. You just slot it in in this time period because you do have about a 15, 20 year gap between Batman and Batman beyond. I was about to say like like an in between. Hmm. mm -hmm. That could be a way to go. Yeah. Not bad. And that way the voice wouldn't bother you because then it would actually be accurate. Yeah. It's like, he is older now. Hmm. I guess we'll see what happens with it. I mean, I'll watch it regardless because, you know, you throw something Batman at me, you know. Oh, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm going to watch yeah. it. But I mean, and, yeah. And, Pete, and Batman, other Batman anime series that I didn't give a chance when they came out because I had some Batman the animated series elitism in me, which I am perfectly guilty <laughs> of. I've gone back and watched and gone, this isn't like like the Batman or Batman Brave and the Bold. Oh, yeah. Like, I had to catch up on those at home video because I didn't give them a chance. And then I go and watch them and go, Oh, these are, these are good. I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's nothing wrong, but yeah, but you know, there's just something about the animated series that that's going to hold a special place in our hearts. And that's why, yeah, when you, when something new comes about, you're automatically going like, it's not going to be as good. It's not going to be. Yeah. You start second guessing it a little bit. Yeah. you gotta, and I mean, there's different interpretations. That's what's so great about the characters. You can have that. But Batman the Animated Series is the best, guys. Yes, it and is. And we're going to be going over all those episodes, and we're going to have some fun doing it. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, man, and I appreciate it. Like I said, when when I thought about it, I was like, you were the first one that was like, I, let's do this, Scott. And you immediately said, fuck, yes. <laughs> we are yeah. doing it. And uh, everybody's coming along. And like I said, um, you know, we'll do something. Maybe we'll have like an open question thing at the end of each episode. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll just be discussing them. And like I said, we're going to go production order. So, um, definitely watch on leather wings and we'll be talking about it next 
Saturday, and we appreciate you guys uh, sticking with us. Go ahead and uh, send us off, Scott. Well, of course, you can find me on Twitter, ScottDC27. You can listen to me every week at my podcast, DC Film Squadcast, wherever podcasts can be found. We're also on Vero, Facebook, YouTube, and you can find the entire network of shows at squadcastmedia.com. There it is. There it is. All right, guys, make sure you uh, hit that like thumbs up before you leave. If you want to join Film Junkie, hit the join button. Or if you want to join the Patreon, go ahead and do that, too. And then uh, there's also merchandise down below. And, uh, you know, this is great. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. So good. (laughs) And, yeah, for people that were in the chat still, you know, yes, we still. Still can't see the numbers. Well, you know, yeah, I know. We're still waiting on those numbers, but uh, we'll get there. Anyways, guys, appreciate you uh, you joining, and uh, thank you, Scott. And uh, we'll see you next week on Batman the Fanimated Stream. Catch you guys later.